the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I've been teasing this long enough. Next week, I promise you, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to fully march through Molly Ball's article that was published in February 2021 in Time. And it lays bare for everyone to see and read the cabal. And then I'm also going to read the Moderna story and how they're trying to combat, quote, disinformation and misinformation with actually misinformation and disinformation. But you need both of those things. You need those tools in your tool belt going into 2024. And so you'll have them all. And I'm going to do it just straight through. That way you can download the podcast. You can listen to it and you can share it. And I hope you share it millions of times because this information is critical. In 2020, big labor, big tech, big pharma, they lied to you big time. And they sens- they censored you. They deplatformed you. And, you know, one of the key components there is money that unions get. And if you are in a government union, you don't have to pay dues. Excuse me. If you have a government job, you don't have to join the union, right? And if you want a government job, you don't have to be in the union to get the job. And if you're not in the union, you don't have to pay union dues. The Supreme Court said that. But the union tries to confuse you. The Freedom Foundation helps make it clear. And they've been help, helping free government employees from union bondage since that Supreme Court decision about five years ago. So if you go to optouttoday.com, you're going to defund the union bosses that monolithically support progressivism and people like come all the way to D.C. to cackle Harris and Joe Biden. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your continued support of the Ohio Press Network and uh, for freeing government employees from union bondage. And you can do that by going to optouttoday.com. All right. I want to bring him right in. Do you know what time it is? That can only mean one thing. And that that one thing is that we have Bob France with us. Bob, welcome back. How are you today, sir? Oh, like everybody else, trying to figure out how long it's going to take me to shovel out my driveway this afternoon and uh, deal with the deal with this extraordinary weather. That's how I'm doing. That's how you're doing. Yeah, well, I made it down to Columbus today. I had about an hour. Actually, it's a little over an hour drive, and uh, I slipping and sliding. um, And I'm I'm hopeful that I can get back up up to Mansfield to spend time with the family today. So, are you getting some some downtime, or are you are you working extra today because of the snow? No, I'm actually casual uh, to the rest of the day today. I only have half of my job to do today, which is done, which is the morning show. And now I just got to, like I said, I'm going to wait for it to snow before I start plowing it through. But uh, but no, I'm good. Uh, you okay. know, it's funny. People are freaking out. I don't know if central Ohio and Columbus gets the same exact weather as we get up here. Obviously, you don't with the lake effect uh, in, the, in the northeast. But this is just winter. People are freaking out about the, you know, oh, my gosh, it's a big blizzard. I've been through a blizzard. I've lived through the blizzard of 78. I can tell you what a blizzard looks like. This is just snow in northeast Ohio where I am right now. So I'm not freaking out about it. You know, you learn to drive in it and, uh, and everything is fine. Yeah. You know, I have often shared that type of sentiment, too. I grew up. I'm just a few years behind you. We had snow all the time. And it seems to me that we had a lot more snow and a lot more severe winters than we do right now. But 
you know, when you're younger, sometimes things are disproportional. I don't know, but I agree with well, you. It's you winter. Know, the other thing is recency. Like last year and the year before, we had very, very, very light, soft winters. We didn't yep. have – I think I used my shovel like two or three times all last winter and my snowblower zero times. It was always so thin that it melted off. We didn't have anything like we're having right now. So people are like – you know, they're used to the last couple of winters, you know, being, being – uh, you know, a little bit uh, moderate, and now they're like, oh, my gosh, this is something I've never seen before. But if you've been around a while, you know how to deal with it. You know how to deal with it. So since you're casual today, I'm going to do this now so I'm not rushed to do it at the end. If we need to keep you for a second segment, can we do that? Because I've got a lot to talk about today. You do? Wow. Okay. Well, if you've got a lot to talk about, I'll join you. Okay. Let's do it then. Uh, I'm going to let you decide where you want to start. I've been talking a lot today about Davos. I've been talking about Governor DeWine weighing in on behalf of the – trans candidate who was taken off the ballot because he didn't want to use his dead name. Um, we've been talking about House Bill 68. I'm looking at right now uh, some of the numbers coming in at Real Clear and their averages, and it looks like uh, Nikki Haley's not going to have as good of a time in New Hampshire as she thought she was going to have, and it looks like Donald Trump has a, a lock on this. Where do you want to start, Bob? Because I've got a lot. Well, I can do any of those things, but I'll just say that uh, New Hampshire – New Hampshire is an odd – place. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of their open voting, you do get a lot of crossover and it can sometimes skew the results. It happens on the Democrat side, too. Mm -hmm. Do you know know where Joe Biden finished in 2020 in the run up to the 2020 election in the primary um, uh, in uh, New Hampshire? Well, he finished fifth. Fifth. Finished fifth. Do you know why, Bob? Sanders beat him. uh, Bernie Sanders beat him. Gosh, I had the list yesterday, and I don't know if I can remember it now, but, I mean, it was literally fifth. I mean, he, he barely beat Elizabeth Warren. He was in nowhere near, no way, shape, or form near the top. It was a big gap between fifth and first, and not to mention, you know, three or, three other bodies in between them. And he ended up with their nomination. So I don't put a whole lot of stock into what comes out of New Hampshire, to be honest with you, Jack. Question, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. <laughs> Well, I think that's part of it, Bob, is that uh, – and that's why he's asking for write-ins. There are not enough blacks. And if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you, Biden, you, ain't, you ain't black. Um, yeah, that's an interesting scenario. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Here's, here's a little hard left turn. Um, you, you mentioned open voting, and uh, I had a chance to conduct a debate in your neck of the woods earlier in the week between um, mm-hmm. Gordon Short and Mike Davila. They're running for the state house there in District 17. One of the questions that I had prepared that I didn't even get to ask was, what about closed primaries in the state of Ohio? Since you mentioned open voting in New Hampshire, have you given thought to closed primaries and whether we should be um, making sure that if you are a Republican, you vote in a Republican primary? If you're a Democrat, you vote in the Democratic primary and there's no crossover. Do you think that is an important issue that the legislature should look at in 2024? Link, it's a huge issue. I wrote an op-ed about it, and I submitted it to the dispatch, and they wouldn't run it, as you can imagine. Um, so, And I just submitted it to the plain dealer up here, too, and they wouldn't run it either. Chris Absolutely, Quinn is so I, unbiased, Bob. I'm so shocked he didn't run that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but no, I mean, I'm still, I'm still angry that Mike DeWine is our governor. Because if we had not had open voting, I am convinced that Jim Renacci would be our governor right now. We would not have anywhere near the problems that we have had. He would, we would have had a signed um, uh, SAFE Act and Save Women's Sports Act by now, and we would be in the 90-day window now to, for it to become law. Um, I, I, I think there might have been you know, a different outcome of the August special election. 
you know, which we could have raised the threshold to 60 percent for congressional amendments. Mike yeah. DeWine did nothing back uh, prior to that August race. So I'm not a Mike DeWine fan. I don't like what he did uh, in, uh, in during COVID. And, Jack, the fact is Jim Renacci would be our guy if I, if I believe if two things. If Joe Blystone, the, uh, the phony hat, had not um, uh, you know, been propped up there by, by Bob Paduchik to stay in that race so that they could indeed nullify the anti-DeWine vote uh, or, or split it anyway to some degree, um, that if Jim Renacci and Mike DeWine had gone head-to-head, Jim Renacci would be the governor. But the other thing is they crossed over. Yep. Every Democrat in the state knew they didn't have a viable candidate to challenge DeWine or, uh, well, DeWine. And so they crossed over in the primary, and they voted for people like, uh, you know, Blystone, so that DeWine would have, uh, you know, would, would have the majority, or not the majority, but have the, you know, a plurality, and, and would, would win that election in the primary. So I wrote an op-ed saying exactly that. Keep Democrats the hell out of Republican primaries. And likewise, when Barack Obama was running <clears throat> for the first time, Rush Limbaugh coined the phrase Operation Chaos. Chaos. That's all yep. crossover and, and vote because, you know, he's the, the lesser of two evils with Hillary kind of a thing. So I don't like it. I don't like when one party gets in and tells the other party who their nominee should be. I think each party should be left up to their own devices for that. And then let's go head to head. So absolutely, I despise the open primary process. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And uh, we're going to go to break here. And I'll just tee a couple of things up. When we come back, you mentioned Governor Mike DeWine. Uh, I'll unpack for you on the other side of the break. I don't know if you know this, but he came out in support of Vanessa Joy, the trans candidate who um, is is left off the ballot because he doesn't want or she doesn't want to use a dead name. So I want to get your reaction to that. And then I'm going to unpack some information that you may not have, which might be shocking to you or it might not. And we'll get your reaction. Um, So thanks for thanks for sticking. And thank you for sticking. uh, 98.9 FM, The Answer. Uh, I'm joined by Bob France, and uh, we're going to talk more turkey on the other side of the break. So stay tuned. Hey, just a reminder, in this world of Bidenomics and Bidenflation, uh, you can turn a small sum of money into a towering asset. How? Get over to alphabetareport.com. That's alphabetareport.com. When you get there, you'll see my picture and a green button. Click on that green button. Type in my last name, W-I-N-D-S-O-R. The guys there will give you a discount on the education that they're going to provide on markets, trading, and crypto. Whitney and I are super excited to be enrolled in the course because we're going to turn a little bit into a lot with Alpha Beta Report. Thank you to the Alpha Beta Report for your continued support of the Ohio Press Network. He is host of WHK 1420 Salem Media, strictly speaking. Uh, oh, excuse me. He's a host of his own show on WHK. He's also a host of Strictly Speaking on True Blue, which is on Roku Channel 529. He's Bob France. Bob, thanks for sticking, man. I appreciate you. You got it. Yeah, Strictly Speaking, by the way, is uh, just a great, great interview show. It's a deeper dive with some really, really good people in politics and culture and entertainment and it's on Roku, it's on Plex TV, and it's on TCL TV, too, and uh, online at WatchTrueBlue.com. So thanks for the plug. Hey, absolutely. I appreciated your interview there with Bernie Kosar, uh, childhood uh, hero of mine. Um, good stuff. Fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get right into it again. So um, I don't know if you know, Governor Mike DeWine told uh, Cleveland.com's editorial board on Tuesday night that the Board of Elections should stop disqualifying trans candidates for not including their former names on the ballot. Well, 
big problem for Mike DeWine. The law in Ohio states that if any person is desiring to become a candidate for public office, if they've had a name change in the last five years immediately preceding the filing, that they have to include their former name. Um, are you surprised that the governor uh, is again um, seeming to, I don't know, uh, toe the line for uh, this trans progressive movement? I am surprised by nothing that this governor does, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, it's it's just it's ridiculous. Um, and I'm tired of the games. Um, look, I don't care about this person. I don't know this person. I don't give a rip. If they change their name, this is not about transing. When that law was written, it wasn't about people who you know, are trying to uh, transition to another sex or whatever it is. It was because people do indeed change their name sometimes for nefarious purposes. Maybe they had a record under their old name, a, a criminal record, and they don't have one of the new names. So they don't, when they run for office, they don't register their old name so it doesn't come up. Uh, there's a reason why the laws exist. And for the candidate... If she re- he whatever uh, really wants to be a uh, a candidate, you better be you know uh, have have very specific knowledge of the law. You better know the details. What does it take to be a candidate? What kinds of things are required? And she should have, or he should have, or whatever this person goes by. No, she should have known that um, this was going to be something they had to do. And if you don't do that when you're running or filing to run, then how do I know you're going to, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's and know the specifics about legislation you might be a part of? So, no, you don't get to you don't get to say, well, I didn't know. So therefore, break the rules for me. And besides, you know, it's a dead name to me. And that's a real, you know, big taboo thing for those of us in the trans community. So I didn't want to use my dead name. Sorry, the rules are the rules. You follow them or you don't play the game. So uh, Lisa Chafee is someone that's on our show a lot. She commented that people need to understand this law has been in effect for a long time and is designed so that we can know all the names a person has gone by so we can make sure that they don't have a criminal record, so on and so forth. Now, Bill Freitag, he's a Richland County guy uh, up in my neck of the woods. I know he's, he was a part of the Board of Elections there for a long time. He said the problem is you can't pick and choose if or when you enforce it. Um, and he goes on to say that they had a candidate on the ballot four years ago that filed petitions using an assumed name. And the secretary of state wouldn't disqualify him. And then he legally changed his name after the fact. He's also on the ballot again this year, but he didn't include his previous name on his petition. So certainly when there's a law, it needs to be enforced and it needs to be uniform. But, Bob, here's the real issue. And this is what I want to get to. Vanessa Joy made this a trans issue. It's not a trans issue. Of course. And so uh, Andrew Nall, who is a renowned journalist, writer, has about 1.4 million Uh, followers on Twitter exposed the real reason. The reason that Vanessa Joy there in Summit County doesn't want to use the real dead name is that Vanessa Joy um, is actually a dude that has a sex account that has an OnlyFans account that sells (laughs) pornography, did not disclose to the public that he's a sex worker as recently as November, 2023, Joy put, and I want you to hear this, posted a pornographic video masturbating to images of women. Okay. Um, and then also, let's see, has presented as a male uh, and has said, I much prefer being a hashtag mom over being a hashtag dad, is excited about being able to look down and see boobs that are on his chest now. And here's the really gross part. Um, not only does, does this guy uh, talk about people that are conservatives 
in, in extreme leftist language, um, but also has apparently done some things uh, in front of a child in the same room, Bob, in front of a child. This is Joy wrote about using a sex toy dilator in the same room with their young child. Quote, I'm not in love with the fact that he saw my dilators sitting on a table and knew what they are. Joy wrote, Bob, this is what the law is designed to do. Um, but yet Governor DeWine thinks that we should ease the restrictions on the law. How do you respond to that? Is that shocking to you? I know you've covered this trans movement as much as I have. Does that shock you? Um, sadly, no. I wish it did shock me because that would mean it's rare. And it's like, an, oh, my gosh, that happened? But I'm going to tell you something, Jack. I'm looking right now at my Facebook page. And yesterday, you know, on Facebook memories, everybody's got a Facebook book account. You know about the memories tab, yep. right? You look and see what your memories are for previous years on the exact same date. One year ago today, so meaning yesterday, so January 18, 2023, this was a post of mine. It features a video of a guy mm-hmm. dressed in drag doing a an extraordinarily <clears throat> graphic sexualized dance rolling right now i'm looking at it rolling around on his back spreading his legs yep. he's wearing like you know a, like women's underwear thong type thing along with thigh highs he's rolling around and spreading his legs there are children in this audience and here's what i wrote one year ago yesterday in any other circumstance if a grown pardon my language here but in any other circumstance if a grown ass man ever stripped down to his underwear and crawled around on all fours, shaking his ass and spreading his legs in front of little kids. Every adult in the room would either beat the hell out of him or call the cops, or both. But if that grown-ass man thinks he's a woman, he gets applauded instead of arrested. Mm. What world is this? That's what I wrote last year. So am I surprised by this person doing these gross graphic things in front of a child? No, I'm not. I'm just surprised that this culture continues to allow the exploitation and, and the indoctrination of kids into thinking that, it, that that type of behavior, sexualized as it is for a young kid, is normal. It is not normal, and it is dangerous. In my, in my view, these people are contributing to the delinquency of minors, and they should be arrested and charged. That's how I feel about it. What in the world is this? Yeah. What in the world is this? That's exactly right. Um, I'm with you. And uh, we're out of time here, Bob. But I, I want to end by saying this. I, I, it, it's, it continues to floor me, and it shouldn't, that Mike DeWine, again, is on the wrong side of this common sense issue. I mean, this guy is sticking up and saying, yeah, we should, we should keep him on the ballot. Hey, hey, Mike, get your press secretary there to do some homework. And find out that you have an OnlyFans sex worker doing disgusting things that's off the ballot. I mean, Bob, thanks for your commentary well, yeah, on that. Jack, no, I, I concur. I, I, I'm so glad you're telling me about this. I'll be addressing it on my Cleveland show on Monday. I did not know about that aspect of the story. All I knew was about the candidate and the dead name situation. So thank you for letting me know about that. And I will make sure everybody in Northeast Ohio knows what our governor stands for, too. You're the man. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.